Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. This is Lee. I'm your host at Spark. I'm so excited today to have Sarah Robinson and her mom, Susan Robinson, to join us today. So Sarah, the founder and CEO of Sarah Souls, based in Bremen, Georgia. So Sarah has over 150 sewing products, vary in different styles and categories. So her product has been selling on Amazon and Etsy. She was also the winner of Girls Mean Business contest hosted by the Startup Squad in 2018. So it's great to see how she is building a business with a craft that she's very passionate about and also um, very good at. Hi, Sarah. So great to see you. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you as part of the Craft with Hands and Heart series. So to start with... Sarah and Susan, could you give us a short introduction about yourself? Uh, hi, uh, I'm Sarah. I'm 12 years old, and I live in Bremen, Georgia, and I've been sewing for around six years. And I'm Susan. I'm Sarah's mom. Um, I've been sewing since I was about six years old. Um, my grandmother taught me to sew when I was a young girl, and um, when I reached adulthood, I kind of put that away and did other things, including um, teaching math for the last 36 years. So um, I recently picked it back up when Sarah uh, showed some interest in it. And um, so it's it's turned out to be a, a fun um, skill that we both enjoy. Wow, that's amazing. So it's like a three generation type of interest that lasted for so long. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so this next question is it's almost like a tradition for all the guests that we ask, you know, come into our um podcast. So, what are some of the important things you believe in life? So, uh so so for example, I guess as a family too you can talk about like say what are the things that you believe in as a family or some words that you can describe maybe? Um well, I I think we we talk a lot um between ourselves about the fact that um relationships really matter um and of course, that's important with within our family between the two of us when we're working together with Sarah Sows, but but really just in general. Um, I, one of the things that I was told when I started teaching um, was that you needed to make friends with the office secretary, the janitor, and um, the lunchroom ladies, and that was actually the best advice that I ever had because. While typically um, those those uh, professions are are overlooked, um, they they run the school, and um, you don't have an easy time if you if you don't have a good relationship with them. Um, we've also found that 
that relationships with um, even the the ladies at the post office have made a huge impact um, on our business and and on um, the way that we're able to to conduct things daily. So um, relationships um, make make a big difference, um, and they're they're worth investing time into. Got it. So so because you have to mail a lot a lot of your product out, I guess, so you have to interact with the lady in the post office a lot, right? We do, and and they're they're uh, very gracious and kind and interested in what we're doing, and we just wow. appreciate that more than I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Basically, every relationship is important because you kind of interact with them, and they can spread the word around, you know, for you, like in whatever way they can as well, because they, you know, they they love your product and they wanted to show that kind of interest as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's great. So actually, to get to help our audience to understand both of you, like know you a little more, um, we would love to know like what kind of personality or what kind of characteristics you have. Like, so if you were to describe each other what kind of word would you use to describe Sarah yeah and Susan yeah how would you describe each other um well I I would describe mom as really hard working because she puts a lot of time and effort and uh and money into this business and uh even though she has a real job this is her like second job and she spends a lot of time doing this um and she's also really smart. She's uh, figured out a lot of stuff because um, we've been really we've been winging it since day one. So she's uh, figured out how to uh, properly do stuff. That way, she doesn't have to go to jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically doing everything legally. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was wondering I was, how, how many like things you have to deal with in the sewing business that will put you in jail. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and uh, that we we could go on and on about the number of things that that actually could go wrong. Um, oh, yeah. But but back to your original question, um, I I can think of a lot of words to describe Sarah, but but my top two would be um, that she's funny and that she's creative. Um, she is just a lot of fun to spend time with. She has a great sense of humor. Um, we we enjoy. Uh, a lot of the same things we find the same sort of situations and and things funny um and I just admire the way that she um expresses her creativity not just through sewing but through other other artistic um things uh she enjoys crocheting she loves to paint um and just fun things like um you know using highlighters in her planner i mean she makes it really really pretty and and uh makes you want to to learn more about what she's doing so um i i admire very much her creativity definitely so very much like a artistic and creative girl yeah in yeah a lot of aspects yeah yes yeah Because this is a sewing business and I would love to know all the details, yeah, how you get started and the ins and outs, uh, how you run a business. So to trace back to the very beginning and Sarah, when you, like, when did you start it to sew and what was the time when Susan, your mom, was like noticing that you have this kind of interest um, in sewing? So what's the story behind it? Um, so I've always been a naturally curious child. So, um, when I got bored one summer, mom, 
uh, thought that either I wanted to learn how to play the flute or use the sewing machine. So she decided to use the uh, more heavy-duty version. So we (laughs) used uh, the sewing machine. So, like, when we first started, she would actually be sewing, and I would just sit in her lap, and I'd be guiding the fabric through the pedal. Um, And then once I got uh, better and I wanted to work, like, by myself, I'd start pushing down the pedal and using scraps of fabric. And, uh, like, I'm, I'm fast now. I can... Uh, I can stitch an apron not as fast as mom, but I can stitch it pretty fast. Um, and like my, my favorite part about sewing is stitching our fabric banners because there's nothing easier than stitching a triangle. Got it. How how old were you at that time? Um, around six or seven. Yeah, that's young. Like a lot of kids probably are afraid of standing, you know, around some this kind of machine that has a little, you know, like pin that will make potentially hurt you, you know, sometimes. Yeah. It's interesting. um, The number of kids though, who at that age really are interested um, in making Mm -hmm. things. And I think it's because um, children find satisfaction in, in creating things that are useful and in having something tangible um, to show that, that they have, have done something. Um, And, and so I, I think that, that that sort of drives the interest. Um, uh, we've also found that, that, uh, a lot of her, uh, classmates over the past four or five years have, have really been interested in sewing. Um, their parents have asked us, you know, if we give sewing lessons, which we don't, um, or where can they find sewing lessons, um, which, um, seems to be almost anywhere. You can, you can look online. Um, YouTube is full of wonderful tutorials and we, we even have a, a community here, um, full of, of, uh, retired women who used to work in sewing plants here in Bremen, Georgia, um, who are are very willing to to help young girls and boys learn how to sew. So um, there there are lots of uh, lots of of ways that kids can learn how to do it. Uh, we we don't provide that service unfortunately because we just don't have time. We would love to be able to do that, but we've had to sort of pick and choose what we do. Um, and and early on. Sarah really, really learned from me. And then later she took some, um, uh, some classes through the computer. I can't even remember how we found them Mm -hmm. through Facebook. I think, um, there, there was a a woman who offered some, um, some lessons. And so we, we signed up for that and, and, uh, she was able to make some, some projects for her doll and for herself that were really, really a lot of fun. And again, that sort of sense of accomplishment that, that she got from, from being able to do it by herself. And then from having something tangible that she had created, um, all, all made the, the sewing experience, um, very appealing to her. Definitely. I think that's definitely, I guess, a great lesson for parents is to encourage the kid to do something and also produce something that is tangible, that they can feel a sense of accomplishment by the tangible product they actually have produced yeah, on their hands. So, um, Sarah, what was the first uh, product that you have made? Like, say, okay, the very first thing that you made on your own, like, independently? Um. I'm pretty sure it was a pillowcase, just because a pillowcase is easy to make. And since I was at such a young age, I didn't want to do something so complicated and hard, because I wanted to use whatever I made the first time. So I'm pretty sure we still have that pillowcase. Mm -hmm. 
it's the、mm-hmm. square and yeah. But you still have to like measure how big this pillow is, and then also trying to cut and you know, like doing all these things, right? Yeah, in order to make a pillowcase. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So after you took all the lessons and also till this point, you know a lot about sewing. So what are your some of your favorite techniques so far? Um, I think my favorite technique is a、uh, top stitch. It um, it's after we uh. After we've done the internal construction、um, of a garment, particularly if it's reversible, and our our early、um, aprons were all reversible,、um, oh. the the top stitch then on the on the good side of the fabric, the right side of of the fabric,、um, just、uh, made it look a little more finished, a little more professional. And when you wash the garment, then it it lays flat in a much nicer way、uh, afterwards. So. Um, top stitching is is、uh, optional, but we really like it. We think that it looks great、um, when it's when it's、um, done correctly, and that was something that Sarah was.、Uh, Was very good at early on,、um, and and could follow that line, and and it really added value to what she was making. You were saying reversible. Does that mean you can wear the other side of the apron too? It it does. Yes,、um, and we've we've got one here. I know that that people、uh-huh. listening can't、um, can't see it, but I'll I'll show it to you. So so、yes. this one is is for a little girl, and it has、uh-huh. a a polka dotted princess print on one side, and then it has. Little snowflakes on the other,、oh, and so、yes. um, we we think that a, a reversible apron serves two purposes. It's sort of、uh, buy one get one free. You get uh, yes, yes. you know a, a great value that way. But the other thing is that that aprons are meant to be worn,、um, you know, to protect your clothing. That's really the the purpose of an apron. And so if you get messy and if you've messed up one side and, and that bothers you,、um, then you can wear it with the other side showing, and it's still beautiful. And clean,、um, yes. and so you you don't feel like you've you've ruined your your、uh, garment. You you have something brand new on the other side that that、yeah. you can use. So, do you have two layers of fabric, or is it just one、uh, layer of fabric that has two patterns in both sides? Yeah, it's two layers. Oh wow, two layers. Yeah, so it must be very durable. It is. It is. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so Susan, you told me a little bit earlier saying that you started sewing when you were six years old too. That's pretty amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience too? I can.、Um, my my mother、um, received a sewing machine from my dad as an anniversary gift, and my mother、um, does not like to sew, so、um, it was not really used in our house. But I found it very interesting when I was young, and my grandmother. Was was a very、um, experienced seamstress, and so when when we went to visit over the summer,、um, she enjoyed taking us up to the fabric store to pick out a pattern and fabric, and then she taught us how to sew. Um, and and、uh, while my mom was very cautious、um, about letting us use that machine, my grandmother would would let us use hers, and so that's sort of how how、um, I got started.、Um, I'm old enough that sewing was still something that girls did when they were growing up,、um, and it it fell out of fashion、um, probably over the last 25 years or so.、Um, but but there's been a real return now to. Uh, sort of do-it-yourself,、um, uh, more minimalist. 
minimalist lifestyle, creating things of value, and and more people are are interested in sewing again. Uh, so I'm really delighted that I that I already know how to do it, um, and that I've been able to pass that along to Sarah, and that that she's has some interest in in uh, you know making things, whether it's sewn things or or whether she's crafting uh with something else but i really i i think that um that what you learn as a child um often comes back to be very useful as an adult and and for me sewing certainly has done that yeah that's great it's wonderful that you um know how to sew and then while sarah is creating this business and she can get advices and even technical you know advices from you whenever she needed and that's Pretty good, yeah. Because uh, a lot of times, if the kids like something and the parents may not know how to do, you know, like that kind of craft or in in relation, yeah, to the business. So yes, um, I'm I'm think- delighted that she's not interested in um, developing video games because I would be of no help <laughs> to her there. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Maybe later, Sarah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about business. You have a lot of aprons as your product. So what's the decision behind making apron as the main product of your business rather than some other types? Yeah. When uh, when we would go to the fabric store and we go like every other week because we're always cutting fabric because that's ex- immediately what we do. We cut it uh, that way when people buy an apron, we can make it immediately and we can just go ahead and send it out and they can get it in x amount of time um i always like to look at fabric even though mom is always on a you know she's like i need this one and this one i wander around and i look and i'm like "Ooh, that one's pretty and then you know she'll look around too um and sometimes she likes something and i'm like no <laughs> you know, I find one and she's like, "Well, I don't know about that." And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, we always end up getting um one or two or three or five extra fabric mm-hmm. um patterns uh just because there's they're so pretty. I would just buy all of them if we could. And if there's one that I really really like, we'll test out an apron uh so we'll just get one yard of it and then when it sells we'll go back and get uh half of a bolt or the whole bolt which is what we do normally we'll buy the whole bolt that way we don't have to worry about coming back the next couple of days got it yeah so you will test out first if this pattern is popular or not and then you'll come back to get more if it actually demonstrate the popularity yes so sarah uh, learning how to sew is one thing but having a business is another thing which involves a lot more i guess in a daily basis um so what made you wanted to start a business um when i was uh six we uh i was really popular into uh dolls so uh there's this doll that just came out and i was like i really really wanted it so mom said that if we could sell uh we could sell um however many we needed to get that doll then we would buy it and we did so then we set another goal and we got it and we just were keep setting goals and we keep getting them so it's really exciting got it 
Is there like an opportunity you saw actually like say maybe the clothes that you make for the dolls actually was pretty popular among your friends and then people wanted them as well and you saw some kind of opportunity or some kind of potential by making things yeah um, through sewing machine is that when yeah uh, so the first thing we made was a uh, a little doll dress for one of my friends for her birthday party because I didn't want to go out and get. Like what everyone else was gonna get, I wanted to make her something. So we found a simple doll dress pattern and we made it, and she loved it. And all the parents were like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cute!" So then mom thought that if we could post a couple on Facebook, you know, snap a couple pictures, that they would sell, and they did. So, uh, but the hard thing about making doll dresses is that it's so small. That even though it looks like it won't take that much time, it's just you know you gotta work even harder. That way you don't stitch into somewhere else because doll dresses are very small. Yes, it's tiny. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like you you almost need just to use hand stitch rather than like using the machine because it's so tiny. Yeah, after you start running it, you. Yeah, you have to turn the other way and to start over again, something like that. So you told us a little bit about like how you have to go to the market and pick different patterns, fabric for um, for your product, and also how you actually were running and getting your materials and everything. Can you tell us a little more how you run your sewing business?、Um, yeah, like say especially for kids who are out there, say、um, they wanted to start something but then they don't know where to begin with, and what kind of process do you have to go?、Through? Through to start a sewing business. So I'll I'll jump in and and help her a little bit with this.、Um, we yeah we really did not know、um, that number one that we were starting a sewing business when we did this. She her her goal was to earn enough money to go buy that expensive doll,、um, and it was sort of just a a fun thing to do for the summer, kind of like a lemonade stand, but with you know a different platform and a different product, but the same idea. Um, and and what happened then was that we we went back to school. She went back to the third grade, and I went back to、um, to a classroom. And、um, people still were asking to buy things. And and、um, by then we had put a couple of really terrible pictures into、um, an Etsy shop and、uh, opened that up and and didn't really understand how that worked much.、Um, but but people started ordering. And、um, particularly, they started ordering、um, aprons, aprons for for girls, and a matching apron for a, in a doll size. But particularly, aprons for girls.、Um, and so we we、uh, you know after school and in the evenings and on the weekends would would work to to try to fill those orders and learn about shipping and、um, you know just learn about. About、um, the the banking that's required if it's if you're operating a business、um, and if you're selling something you are operating a business we learned that <laughs>、um, so so there were there were just a, a lot of things that sort of sort of one one thing at a time happened、um, and it wasn't really until around Christmas time when a lot of people started ordering and we were really kind of overwhelmed by. Um, the number of of things that we needed to be able to produce、um, and ship、uh, that we really started to think of this as as a business and at that point we had to sort of think about okay、um, how how can we streamline this and sort of make it、um, efficient so that so that she can still be a normal 
kid at school um, and I can still not be a crazy person um, at my school, um, but but still provide, um, you know, the, the sewn handmade garments that, that we uh, wanted to produce. And so we, we had to um, move out of the dining room and into um, our, the big bedroom in the back of the house. And we had to get some, some bigger tables to work on. And we had to um, uh, just things like setting up a, uh, an account through PayPal so that we could buy shipping at a slightly discounted rate. Um, just, just lots of, of little things that we kind of learned along the way there. Um, and, and, um, as, as time rolled on, then, um, we, we offered fewer, um, dresses and more aprons because frankly, that was what sold. Um, there was a lot of interest in bright, colorful, patterned aprons, um, we could make those more quickly. Um, we felt like we had better quality control over those. Um, and so we, you know, every now and then we'd have a little staff meeting and talk about, okay, do we really want to make this other thing anymore? Or, you know, are we just going to focus on, on what's selling? And, and, um, uh, I think that, that focusing on what was selling was, was sort of the driving force behind a lot of that. That's great. Yeah. Great to hear. Yeah. How you guys started is something that you were just not even thinking in the business way. And then now um, it's really turning into a business because it's getting the orders are getting overwhelming and you cannot, you know, like just make it a little workshop or a little studio anymore. Yeah. So the first year we, we made maybe, maybe a total of 50 items sold 50. We, we thought that was great. Um, last year we produced um, aprons alone um, three thousand. So, um, so it it has grown in in ways that we <laughs> that we really can't um, ignore. We can't um, not think of ourselves as a business at this point. Um, and so we're we're um, doing our our very best to understand all of the the legalities of of these things, but also to stay true to to producing something that's handmade. Um, that yeah. to me is the charm of what we do. It, it's, it's made, um, with our hands and, um, and people appreciate that and they're willing to pay for that. And so while it would be very easy to hire, uh, someone to manufacture these for us and just slap our label on it and, and not, have our hand in it that way. Um, it's important to us that we are producing. And so that, uh, brings lots of challenges, just, just time-wise trying to, to make time for all of that. Um, and then all of the other things that sort of come with, um, um, you know, with the growth of, of what we're doing. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's lot, lots of things we never imagined when we said, Oh, let's, let's sell some things on Facebook. <laughs> Okay, that's the first part of the podcast for Sarah Robinson, the girl boss behind Sarah Sews. We learned in this episode that Sarah is a very funny, creative, and also very driven girl CEO. We also got to know a little bit about how Sarah and her mom, they both learned how to sew at a very young age. And of course, lastly, how Sarah started her business by making doll dresses, selling them, and expanding them into an apron product line. But how does Sarah and her mom actually run the sewing business? Why did they choose Amazon to fulfill their orders and also for delivering? What are some challenges or difficulties they ran into while running this business? 
So please stay tuned for our next week's episode for the second part of Sarah Robinson, the girl boss behind Sarah Souls. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into Spark, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. I'm your host Lee. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at PeachandPlumLab.com.